Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. Luckily, Bill Brookson needs no introduction. So I'm just going to putter about up here for a minute. Um, Joel, do you remember when this came out? I think 79. Um, it's a magazine called Anoy, I think. Um, and uh, that's the first place I read Bill Brickson's work, and um, not in 1979. Uh, yeah, it's 1979. I'm 44. That's from a Ted Berrigan poem that's in here. Anyway, so we, around 79, 80. Uh, there's a beautiful little poem in here, the one I just remember from my, the beginning of my encounter with this work called After You. I'm tempted to read it, and I, I will. It is a very long walk over hill and dale and through the entertainment capitals of the world to the dump. And uh, I just... Okay, so I don't even know how to get there, but there's an artist, Robert Seidel, who died four years ago, and his books uh, were recently displayed um, in a permanent collection in the library at Hampshire College. Um, There's a show of his work that will be coming to the Queen's Museum next year. And one of the books that he had, we had a number of um, Bill Berkson's books, but... um, I ended up with one of them called um, What's Your Idea of a Good Time? The collaboration with Bernadette Mayer that also needs no introduction. And um, anyway, that really meant a lot to me to have that book. And I bring it up because Robert Seidel wrote There's an Occult Meaning and Initials. And so I was scouring all the shelves today for all the books by BBs that I could find. And... um, she chatted with Brandon Brown, who said, Bill Berkson's a sweetheart. Don't worry about the introduction. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> and sure enough, I'm, I'm at work at the bookstore, and someone brings in a stack of Octobers to sell us, and I realize it's October, and I think of the first poem in this new and selected poems called October, and the first line, it's odd to have a separate month, which is just to start a book that way. And then in the middle, they have this this poem, Start Over, this long poem from 79 and 80 that I was trying to get to, and now I'm here, and I'll just end with a little taste of Start Over, which I was thinking was written in October, but it says at one point it's Arthur Okamura's birthday, and I looked that up, and it's, it was not October, but elsewhere it says, um, ooh, it says odds are. That's such a good sentence to think about after the first sentence of October. So anyway, uh, October 10th, it's Monk's birthday, so luxuriate. Ha. October more, shirts the mist, then heat wave, then gets crabby. There's more October in this poem. It's just October 18th, and that little section ends with I need a new spring style. Start over so you begin to see. Please welcome Bill Berkson. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Hello. We never met. 
Um, that's a joke. <laughs> I think some very cheerful uh, lines of, uh, I don't know where we're going, um, of Aisha's got laughs, and I was wondering why. So you never know. Uh, the world is funny. Um, I'm going to read poems. This is called Lady Lady Air, and it's the. Um, Is this working? I guess so. It's the, that's also the name of the first section of this book. Lady Air. The meaning of guitar practice slips between pine needles, a bird that thin to the tune of Start Me Up. Rubrics of screen porch and firefly embolden the effort. All words are prophetic. Bear the thread, swallow the cloud. Reflected glory drives off, leaving the original in demand. Repeat after me. When Omar Little died, popped in the head, by the kid with a handgun in the convenience store. I was depressed for weeks. Still am. Baltimore, the mess people leave. United, Gitmo, Bauer. Omar, Little, The Wire. Uh, Michael, Kennedy? Yeah. He's a great actor. This is called Slow Swirl at the Edge of the Sea, which is the title of a great drawing uh, by Mark Rothko, which is in the Museum of Modern Art. I think probably it's hanging there tonight. Um, It used to be in San Francisco, but that doesn't have anything to do with this poem. Figures in trees screech, the sun steams, the near air boggles, et voila, the brooding nimbus. Death, real death, it's an old world custom, a certain semblance of knowing what's what, without which nothing works. And this poem is called uh, Anhedonia, um, which is a um, common 21st century disease. It means the inability to feel pleasure. And it has an epigraph, which is actually a, a bit of conversation between Nikolai Bukharin and Joseph Stalin in 1937 at uh, Bukharin's trial before the Central Committee in Moscow. Bukharin says, <clears throat> You must understand it is difficult for me to die. 
And Stalin, who has been quiet all day long, suddenly says, and it is easy for us to go on living? Or maybe the other way around, I've lost the thread. Something about evil days, evil ways, business as usual, the kids, their schools, and the infernal machine. Difficult it is, regardless of what is said or put to writing in the end. Say we do as we please, tacit approval of a faulty transcription, sentence taken down in a kind of rapture. Premises of the solstice. Eastern sky at morning, all peaches and cream, streaks of late-night promise athwart the dome of heaven, casually fulfilled. In the book, uh, there are, I think, five sections. And uh, the next section after Lady Day um, is uh, a collection of acrostics that I wrote uh, for various people uh, on particular occasions. And uh, this was a poem, uh, it's called For Jim and Nina, and it's uh, an epithalamium, uh, a wedding poem. And uh, 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 Nina is my wife Connie's daughter, and Jim is now her husband of some 10 years. Uh, So this was written in actually 11 years. This was written on August 2nd, 2003. And uh, it's also sort of an ode to the ampersand. uh, But it's very hard to let you know what's the difference in, in, out loud between an ampersand and an and. I mean, some people sort of go, uh, <laughs> but that's like rock and roll or something, and that's not quite ampersand. So you'll just have to understand where the ampersands occur. Just as you were saying your mutual I do's, infinitesimal bingo, t'was the enamored com- cosmos Sounding off in perfect pitch. My loves, I heard it humming plainly. Marriage on earth has this huge, undeniable ampersand in it. The ampersand of dailiness and rapture, of wow and whoops, of piecemeal logic and postprandial why not, so on and etc. Nuptiality's stupendous song of pronoun life in tandem, is yours for openers and for keeps, a music most notable for keen varieties of I, you, he, she, and it, and thus of tension and release. And hence, ad infinitum, this cosmic sing-along. Nina, Jim, Jim and Nina, exult. Jim and Nina, good night.
another one. Double Valentine for Connie. Can you see yourself with me on earth where we'd be next to one another, say? Never go away. I could with you, ever eager, aesthetic, too. Connubial are we on air, land, and sea, nearly inseparable. Nearness is free, illumines a house, days, nights as close, endless even as starlight goes. Okay, so the middle of the book is a series uh, called Songs. It's actually three works called Songs for Bands. And um, I think what I'm going to do is there are three works, Not an Exit, Songs for Bands, and Snippets. And I'm just going to read through among the three of them and get to wherever I can with that. So I'm breaking up sequences. It begins with a quote from um, Willem de Kooning. When you go rowing with a girl, she looks good there. Consequences, delusion, ire, the normal pieties, pity, gross neglect, and heavy-handed interpretation, not to mention intentional cruelty, flirts no less, carpools, unction, severe chest pains, abyssidarian stress, and the inklings that derive from staring long and hard at, starling, sanderling, piper, spit, cheap chiseler, adenoid arroyo, pockety-pock of soon obscene amends, consequences then too, brought gloaming, indemnify the purple crater while optimizing into frameless wet honorific wear on city earth, Call it. December 1, gloom and misery everywhere, stormy weather. Tell. I don't want to tell of something in the way of dictating a point of view, but to tell, like beads, the words, phrases you can turn here or there towards what might want to be said. Feelings drawn from words, expressivity in reverse. Extreme reverie. An after image of my cousin, Deborah Sudran, at Kenneth Koch's and my reading at St. Mark's. Was my mother there? And if so, how was she, nice, not nice, with Deborah, my father's niece? I slipped slowly into my mother's mind, tangled there so much that panic ensues. I'm inside another person's consciousness. What have I never returned? The strong sense that this is what it is to go mad. 
doctors specializing in treating U.S. Marines post-Iraq trauma conditions at Walter Reed Medical Center, D.C., is known as the Wizard. Ancient section of Baghdad, site of book market and intellectuals, poets, hangouts, bombed to ruin. On NPR, an Iraqi poet announces his mission and that of his peers, quote, to keep the language from going insane. June 2. Walking down a path in Grasmere with Tom Picard behind the church where the Wordsworths are buried, suddenly I hiss through teeth sharply. Ouch! T'was a nettle brushed by right little finger, and Tom instantly dives into the right of the path, scoops up a handful of green leaves, dock, crumples and hands them to me with a gesture that says, rub. The pain subsides almost immediately, but for the slight discomfort of a sticker embedded near the top joint. Susan Coolidge says, wherever something poisonous is, the antidote usually grows nearby. All, all, everything, and one. Variations on a theme. Olympic Sun. A boy, an American boy from a Maranek, suspected his mother of sleeping with a stranger on a ship to Sicily. The boy sulked for the duration of the voyage. When they met up with the father in Naples, the boy was horrid to him. The father's weakness had been revealed by the mother's infidelity. Someone said, that's very Jamesian. Somehow I find this not quite right. The infidelity was all in the boy's head. The ages, whenever I see woods and fields, warriors huddle, dart and scatter, running, shooting, shaking their clubs. January 31, which is actually my father's birthday. My father wore sleeveless undershirts. He would stretch the bottom to his thighs then cup his cock and balls in the cotton front before putting on his boxer shorts. I thought I heard Wynne Knowlton say, Acer platanoides, Norway maple, tree on a patch of Central Park, the Arthur Rose Penatum near the Great Lawn, a favorite play spot of my childhood where Moses and I unceremoniously and illegally, I in Eleanor's wheelchair, he pushing the handles this way and that, put, just about literally dumped, the mixture of Eleanor and Seymour's ashes in the dire winter of 2004. Later, resplendent on an April day, 2009, with yellow-green petals, 
the trunk divided in two, stretching up and out against an achingly clear blue sky. Across the path, little girls in school uniforms screech under cherry blossoms. The spirit leaves the body, said the ever-flat-on Alex Katz, when I told him how my mother's last breath was taken, then just went. February, trophy thought. December 10, America suffering from collective solipsism, an ethos of personal salvation that does without ethics because Jesus tells me so. In Trinity School Morning Chapel, during the post-World War II years, we sang, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Today, the little man at the back of the head suspects that Jesus is a code name for art. Definition of abstract, touchless car wash. August 28, Alberto Gonzalez resigns as Attorney General of USA. John Ashbery becomes Poet Laureate of MTV. There must be some connection. (laughs) Moose calls the primal Polish slough. Cars and running shoes, same colors, shapes, and functions, more or less. They talk like people in documentaries. I didn't know that things came to mind. I seem to be forever on page 44 of this book. Staying alive, Ide Resu. Waste of precious time. Get the show on the road. Ancient Stele. Here lies Bill. Still. Not too late. Consciousness, we stand outside the gates of a prosperous castle, hungering after bread and sunlight. Bedsides. How my mother, in her last year, asked me for the first time ever to read her some of my poems, and at the end of one bedside reading said, You take ordinary things and make something beautiful out of them. Another time, very late in the getting-to-know-me game, imbued with all the futility she seemingly felt in what seemed a despairing sense of ever understanding what I was about, said, Well, you've had an interesting life.
Okay, so I'll, uh, I'll end with a few poems from the last section um, called Sister Cadence. Accounts Payable. Somebody down there hates us deeply, has planted a thorn where slightest woe may overrun disorderly and youthful sorrow, many divots picked at since across the thrice-hounded comfort zone, can't cut it, sees the permanent crone encroaching aside likely lanes of executive tar all spread skyward. You got the picture, bud. This world is ours no more, and all those euphemisms for dimly twisting wrath a wire mesh semblance bedecked with twilight's steamed regard. Look at the wind out there. Delete imperative. Hours where money rinses life like sex, whichever nowadays serves as its signifier. First thing, drown on all fours. Pennies from a box flood the front market. Blasts of nacre, triage under weather's speckled pool. The E-Day fix never happens yet can't be ignored. Still the moon is half full. Speak for yourself with your hands up. The search is on, search and destroy if you will. Elimination, elimination, starting with a lit fuse, vacuumed anon. Your pleasure is the lee shore. Thunder smites the tundra's paw. This should be memorable. Legs whited out. The runners advance. This is a poem that, uh, uh, I think it was last year that there was a, Song for Bernadette, the uh, celebration for Bernadette Mayer here. Was it in the sanctuary or in this room? Here. So I wrote a poem for the occasion. Apparently it was read, um, but maybe not so clearly. I wasn't here. Anyway, monogram for Bernadette Mayer. Just one more vintage movie. Bat wings tonight at the Bal Masque, another of Earth's creatures stuffed by distinguished pedigree. I get a lot of madcap ideas about sentience, how knowing you has put, I'm sorry, how knowing you has put you down in the book, forbidden speech recognition, else why make such a face? And now it's luck, no longer mouth that moves when fastidious rummage whispers to divulge a surplus, a clue, if not the key. Prospect, my question, laps up for good. I lean to it, knowing you, first person dwindle. Tweet, tweet, prick.
and this is called Brick. Late snow dusts New York, hurrah. Chill sequins breeze up about my right face. Old bells incontinent fritter reject applause, embrace adulation. Most things keep moving in media aura. And pointless wrangles force the weave. Doleful classicism revived. The greasy crayon writes. Special edition on the Jungfrau. Limitless springtime for opposites. You break a legend with a stem. The fallen star strikes again. No more dirty crisis ripped from the bleated straps. Clear a corridor for all that's good. So light, so's life unfair to other guests reaches now for glimmer on the mend. The way you look forgot. Ooh. I thought that was me. Um, That's strange. Does somebody have a... Oh, no, here it is. Okay. (laughs) Suddenly I thought the last two poems were missing. Um, These are the last two poems. Surface Codex. The trouble with makeup when the face speaks in measured breath, sisters to a faintly large farming operation whose planets abide in the dark, mutter of our kind. Feed the beast, let convenience have its serious say. The male is here, her given name is gravity. Not a dead unit in sight, slow turn of syllogism to equal person, blanket promise ineptitude, the gross outcome of a gnat. The little girls all laugh and say, a funny place for a foot rub. The germ in your life, celebrant, best, appreciated, should you pick up the phone. And the last uh, poem is um, called Room Tone. Wrestling that old beauty, body and soul to the ground. The genus award for epical comes besotted. Complicity follows like caramel on a sponge mop. Childbearing babies on stilts. I dreamed you were felled by an unspecified illness. In yours I was rowing a leaky boat, even though the motor was foolproof and bore hairs. Taken up with travel and foreign visitors, An intimacy implied in big block letters leans beside its plainer incandescent surrogate. I tend backward haughtily through froth, abandoned sweetness meaning torpor behind gorgeous intervals of removal and need. An alligator in every pot, keeping company doesn't count. Dame kind adjusts her ribbon frills, Give life a shot. 
circular breath redemption at the door of the wolf. You heard me. That's it. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org. 